Can I say something to you tonight, church, on a Wednesday night? It's awful dangerous when you go to planning sin. When you sit down and start calculating on how to cheat or how to do this or get by with this, boy, you're walking on dangerous ground. How many of you agree with me tonight? But for the grace of God, we're all sinners. Our flesh tonight is prone to sin. Your flesh is. If you let your mind wander, what does it wander toward? It'll wander right toward sin. And yesterday morning we shot a podcast with Brother Eddie Davis. And we talked about the battle of the mind. I'm going to tell you, you talk about a podcast. My goodness. And Brother Eddie brought out some great things. And he said inside a man is a spiritual man and inside a man is a fleshly carnal man. And them two men only have one mind and there's a battle for it. That fleshly man wants that mind to think on things he wants to think about. He wants to think about getting ahead. He wants to think about lust. He wants to think about greed. He wants to think about pride. Then there's a spiritual man and he's vying for time. He wants to think about spiritual things. He wants to think about God. He wants to think about the Bible. He wants to think about loving their brothers and sisters in Christ. And there's a warfare for your mind. Some of you that are listening to me tonight, you can, you can uh, attest to it very clearly. There's this battle. There's this battlefield of the mind. And there's these two people inside of you that are both buying for that seat of your affection and both of them want that mind to be right. No wonder Peter said, gird up the loins of your mind. And somewhere down the line, in Ananias' mind, the fleshly man wore one out. I believe Ananias is a saved man. I believe he was. I believe he's a saved man. But somewhere in the battle, carnal man worn out and Ananias began to conceive with his mind and began to think about sin and then that thought became action and it began to control him. Somebody said, preacher, how can I train my mind though? How in the world can I get my mind where it thinks spiritual things? That's hard. Well, it sure is if you fill it up with carnal things. If I sit and watch the wrong things and listen to the wrong things and looking at the wrong things and filling my mind with carnal thoughts, boy, it's hard then to get them think. It's hard to get things spiritual thoughts. But if I'll feed on spiritual things, if I'll get up in the morning and spend time with God in devotion, read His Bible, spend time with God in prayer, and every time my mind starts to wonder, Run straight to Calvary with it and say, Lord, I know that the Bible said in the book of Philippians, I'm supposed to have the same mind as the mind of Christ. And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And he died the death of the cross. I want to take these thoughts, these old fleshly thoughts, I want to run right straight to Calvary with it. If we'll do that, we can think with a spiritual mind. And so somehow they begin to, I got to hurry. There's a formulated plan. So in they come. Now imagine this, if you will, for a moment as being the disciples, the apostles are having their meeting. It's church time. Everybody, I believe, this is interesting. I believe everybody, I believe they're 
we can start to see they're starting to have church now the way we have church. Because if you'll read, read these verses and see if you don't think so, those young men, when, when Ananias killed over, the young men, the Bible said, stood, which means they were seated. They were seated, which means that by this point, they're probably starting to have church like we have it. The apostles are standing, they're preaching, everybody else is sitting down listening. Some of them's listening, some of them ain't paying no attention like y'all. <laughs> some of them's listening though, they're engaged. All of a sudden, in walks in the back door, in walks Ananias. He's got a big old money bag. I see him now in my mind's eye. In he walks, clinking and clanking with all that money and them money bags. As he walks down the aisle, maybe somebody leans out and says, that a boy, Ananias. Somebody says, good job, brother. Amen, praying for you. He's clanking and clanking and clanking up toward the front. Another brother says, Amen, Ananias. Glory to God. Everybody's saying, Boy, ain't Ananias doing good? Ananias grinning from ear to ear. He's thinking, Boy, this is exactly what I had in mind right here. This is how I dreamed this up. Boy, when I lay this down, them apostles are going to weep and cry. They're going to pat my back. Oh, boy. I've just, oh boy, and he's clanking and dragging that money sack and them apostles are standing there. He lays that money out and he said, Lord of God, men. Peter looks at him and says, oh boy, you've messed up. Messed up. Don't you see the blood begins to drain from Ananias' face? He had claimed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But look at verse 3 of who he was really filled with. Look at there. Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart? Instead of being filled with the Holy Ghost, he'd gotten filled up with Satan. Now, I want you to notice something. You say, filled with Satan, preacher, he brought 20,000 to the church. But Satan is in the imitation and the holding back business. Satan is okay with you coming to church a little bit as long as he can get you to hold back some. Satan's okay. He's all right with it. If you want to carry, if you want to carry your Bible under your arm and make it to church on Sunday, just like old Ananias carrying his money in that day, Find your place and sit down. People are patting you on the back saying, Glory to God, hallelujah. As long as inside your heart somewhere there's some holding back. There's some loving of the world down deep inside. Satan's in there. And you're thinking with that carnal mind, see. He don't care if you sit on the pew every Sunday. As long as he's got your mind on something else. Oh, my Peter said your heart got filled up with Satan somewhere. How in the world did that happen, Ananias? I see the blood leave his face. Now, if I were to stand Billy up tonight and say, Billy, your heart's filled with Satan. Everybody in here would go, some of you would lean over and say, what did he say? Wished I'd have been paying attention. <laughs> Says his heart's filled with Satan. Oh my. Now, can you imagine if I said, Billy, your heart's filled with Satan? 
replied to God. And then Billy fell over dead. What a service. <laughs> you go out tonight and they'd say, well, was the service good? You'd say, I ain't never seen nothing like it. <laughs> Craziest thing I ever seen. We're going to have to expand the cemetery if it keeps this up. Tell you what. Wild. It was wild. There was a fatal mistake made here, Neil. And the fatal mistake was this. Ananias was living a life of falsehood. Now, God put up a lot of things. But one thing God does not like is when you act like you're something you're not. That's what, that's what Ananias and Sapphire were doing. They were trying to act like Barnabas, but down deep inside, they knew they weren't. And it became a very fatal mistake. A very fatal mistake. Because they had lived a fictitious life. Peter said, you've lied. But get this, he said, you didn't lie to me. He said, you lied to the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to say this to you tonight. This whole thing of serving God is a lot more serious than most of us give it credit for. I remember some years ago, Frank Phillips got to telling me about these two old ladies in a in a church that he pastored that withstood him in one way or another. And it was over a bus ministry and bringing in kids and trying to win them to the Lord. And these ladies got mad at him and whatever. And he told, and, and he told me this. He said, I told one of them. He said, God won't let you buy. You're fight. He said, you're not fighting against me. You're fighting against God. And he said, God won't let you buy. And he said, Bradley, God is my witness. I buried both them away. Y'all's, y'all's going, I, I wondered if, if that was when y'all was going to Zion. I didn't want to say it. Y'all was going there then. He buried them always. Just in like a month's time. They'd withstood him, voted against him, caused him trouble. And he told them, he said, I'm telling you, you're fighting against God. And you're, that's dangerous ground to fight against God. And he buried both of them. What are you trying to say, preacher? Well, I'm not saying that God's going to kill a bunch. (laughs) I've heard preachers pray pray that. I have. God kill them, Lord. (laughs) I remember one time as a young preacher, I was knelt down next to a pastor, and I was listening to him pray, and I heard him say, God, would you just kill them, Lord? God, kill them. I thought, my goodness. I can't believe he's praying that. And then I pastored some of them, and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I understand that prayer now. <laughs> it was a fatal mistake. Church, let's just be real and live for God and do what we say we're going to do. Be genuine. Not live lives of falsehoods. Now watch this. I want to point out one more thing and I'm going to be done. Look at the fear in the church. Verse 5 said that great fear came on all of them that heard these things. Basically the same thing is said in verse 11. Well, I would think so. You know, nothing puts fear in a congregation like somebody dropping dead at the altar. 
Now, I'm, I'm trying to think this morning, Brother Neil, about how that must have went down. You've lied to the Holy Ghost. Oh. The Bible said them boys got up, come and got him, carried him out to the cemetery. Sapphire showed up. Oh, did I tell you what Ananias' name means? Ananias' name means the God of grace. See, his whole life was a lie. In comes Sapphire. Her name means beautiful. Three hours later, where's she been? Probably hiding that $10,000. She's probably burying that out there somewhere. She put it out there. The feet of the men that buried your husbands at the door. She fell out. Well, no wonder it scared them all. Like, wouldn't that scare you? Scare me? <laughs> you talk about, I'd get to walk in the chalk. I'm going to do the right thing. I want to ask you a question. I'm done right here, I promise. I want to ask you a question. Why such a severe judgment? I mean, my goodness, David committed adultery and murder and God didn't kill him. Why such a severe judgment? Let me tell you what I think about. Let me tell you what I think about that. I think because it was at the very start of the church that God knew if he allowed things like that to start happening, that they would veer so far off course right at the beginning that it would affect the whole rest of the church age. And so God had to make an example out of Ananias and Sapphire. Can you agree with me on this right here tonight? I don't want God to have to make an example out of me. I don't want God to have to do something with my life and so because of my being filled with the devil. I don't want God to have to do something with my life and say, I'm going to make an example right there so nobody else does what he's doing. What a story. What a story. Right there in the King James Bible. I wonder how many of us tonight would just say, Preacher, I don't want to live any falsehood. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and not filled with the devil. I don't ever want God to have to make an example out of my life. I don't want God to make me eat a bunch of words. I want to live where I ought to be living and do what I ought to be doing tonight. Oh, there's a great story in here. And it is simply just to be genuine. Be who, be, be who you are. Be right. Be, be what God made you to be. Don't live a life of falsehoods. Let's stand our feet. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach tonight. Lord, we pray tonight in Jesus' name on a Wednesday night that you would have touched some hearts in here this evening. God, I pray that you'd draw them to an altar of repentance tonight. God, if there'd be any here tonight that just want to gather around this altar and say, Lord, help me be real. Lord, help me, don't, help me not to ever live a life of falsehoods. Help me, Lord, not to ever have a time when I'd get my heart filled with the devil. Help me to think with a mind that would be spiritual. Lord, would you help them to come tonight? We'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Some have already come and gathered around the altar this evening. You say, preacher, God's speaking to my heart. I just want to be real. I just want to be genuine. I want to think with a spiritual mind. I don't want to be filled up with the devil.
I want to think with a spiritual mind. I don't want the Lord to ever have to make an example out of my life. I don't ever want to be false and fake. I just want to be the real deal. I just want to be the real deal. God help us. Lord, tonight, I want to thank you. I want to praise you and honor and glorify your name for what you're doing around our church. I can feel you doing things. I see you doing things in people's lives. Lord, it blesses my heart, and I want to thank you for it. God, would you help us to be real in our lives, never to have to live a life, Lord, where you'd have to make an example out of us. Help us, Lord, never to make a fatal decision. But God, help us just to be who we say we are and live the way you want us to live. Help us to think with a spiritual mind and never be consumed with the thoughts of the devil. God, I pray that you'd help us as a church in these last days to hold hold true and stand fast and stand strong and live right. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless us as only you can. Father, we'll thank you and we'll praise you. We'll honor you. We'll glorify you for all you do. For it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Through his blood we pray. Amen, amen. You stay till you get done. I say amen.